Welcome to Helping Realtors Grow and Scale Their Business with a Sprinkle of Faith. This podcast is to empower my seasoned realtors to break through barriers, to unlock and unleash their full potential. I'm your host, Vanessa Barnez. Each week, I'll share my journey on how I scaled my real estate business, selling hundreds of millions in real estate, all while juggling being a mom and a wife. I know what it's like to feel overlooked and forgotten in an industry that is heavily focused on new realtors. This is why I've tailored this podcast just for you. Do you desire to grow your business to 30 million and beyond, but you're just unsure how to do it? Are you overwhelmed, burnt out, stuck, living paycheck to paycheck and have no time for yourself or family? I've been right where you are. My mission is to provide you with actionable steps, proven strategies, and inspiration to help you grow and scale your real estate business. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, my realtor friends. I hope you are having an amazing day. Welcome to episode 10. Oh my gosh, 10. I can count them on with both hands. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to share with you really quick before we get started, something really neat happened. And I got a message from a friend who also happens to be a realtor. And she said she listened to all of my podcasts and she texted me and she said, girl, your podcast is fantastic. And that just made me have the biggest smile on my face. Because as I think back to my journey, the highs and the lows and everything in between, I am so thankful that I get to step into my purpose and pour into you so you can create the life and business that you desire. I just didn't know what God was doing, but he was preparing me for this moment in time. And for those of you listening that are wondering about your purpose, I just want you to know that he does have a purpose for your life. And sometimes it just takes us a while to figure that out because oftentimes we get in our own way. But I'm here with you on your journey, so I'm excited to see what is waiting for you. Now, in today's episode, I want to build upon episodes seven and eight. I know I kind of inserted episode nine. I just felt that I needed to do that because I had this epiphany moment on my audience and who I'm talking to and things like that. So I kind of had to have an intermission, if you will, right? So today we're going to complete that trilogy, if you will. But so before we get started, I want to kind of do a quick refresher on episodes seven and eight for you. Now, in episode seven, we discussed mastering your mindset in this shifting market and really why it's important to pay attention to those negative thoughts and limiting beliefs that you have. Because when you believe in yourself, your potential is so much greater. And then you have faith in your abilities and it empowers you to achieve your dreams and overcome any obstacles that get in your way. Now, in episode eight, I provided you remember those three steps to activate your business right now. Let's review them real quick. Step one was stop doing activities that make you no money, such as obsessively scrolling social media and checking those emails constantly. Remember I mentioned you have over two hours and 36 approximate minutes wasted checking emails. And also stop watching HBO, Netflix, or any of those series like Million Dollar Listing. It is not income producing. Step two was I wanted you to reassess where you're spending your time each day, particularly in relation to those lead generation and lead follow-up activities. I asked you to pull out your calendar and look at the last three months and identify how much actual time you're spending on this activity. 
this can reveal a lot. And oftentimes when you do this exercise, you don't realize that you weren't doing those activities. And to me, this is actually a great thing. This is not a time to feel ashamed or guilty or anything like that. This is awareness. And then when we're aware of what we're actually doing or not doing, we can begin to pivot and change. And now I'm going to challenge you to put those activities on your calendar. And then step three was we needed to talk to people. In this market, it's essential you show up for your client as a competent real estate expert. I discussed reasons why you hesitate to do this, whether you're uncertain about what to say or not knowing who to call or talk to. And I provided you some sample questions to help initiate the conversations. The final step in my trilogy is asking for business. Now, don't assume just because you tell people you're a realtor, this means they know exactly how you can help them with their real estate needs. Say, for example, you only service buyers or just sellers, or perhaps you only do luxury or specialize in first-time home buyers. You have to let them know how you can help them and invite them into a relationship so when they're ready, they know exactly when to raise their hand and how you can help them to move forward. I know what you're thinking. Well, Vanessa, we're all realtors and we essentially do the same thing. We help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. I disagree strongly. We are more than realtors. We change people's lives. We help our clients build wealth and leave legacies. We help our clients realize their dreams. And we help people at the greatest time of need sometimes. So what an amazing opportunity and job that we have. So as we move through this episode, I want you to keep that front and center. So here are the two things we're going to cover today. We're going to cover why we avoid asking for business and how to ask for the business. Did you all just like squirm in your seats when I said that? (laughs) Are you getting uncomfortable? Let's start off with the three reasons why we avoid asking for business. To me, this boils down to fear of rejection, not wanting to sound salesy, and lack of confidence. And then I'm going to share with you some ways you can solve all of them. So let's talk about fear of rejection. I hate that this comes up all of the time, but here we go. And I was thinking for a moment, I was like, imagine if fear didn't exist as an entrepreneur, what would be possible? And what would we be doing now that we're afraid to do? That's just an interesting question to ponder, right? So let's go into fear of rejection because this can paralyze a lot of realtors. I mean, I see this with my clients. We have extensive conversations around this. So I really feel it's important to still continue to bring it up because this can really prevent you from asking for the business. Well, let me talk through some solutions. First and foremost, God does not give us a spirit of fear. Here's my sprinkle of faith. You know, I'm going to bring that in. It's in the title. So just be prepared. But God does not give us a spirit of fear. So for me, it's important just to, I just reject the fear now. Because God provides us confidence and courage and strength. And I know as humans, oftentimes our brain gets in the way and it's easier said than done because we have life experiences and we react to situations based on the past. So it's really important to identify where the fear is coming from. And rejection is a natural part of being a realtor. There is no way to avoid it, everyone. And the more people you talk to, 
the more you're going to be rejected. So here are a few things I want you to keep in mind. Just because you've been rejected in the past does not mean every person you speak to is going to reject you. And rejection does not reflect your worth as a realtor or a human being. I want to say that again. Rejection does not reflect your worth as a realtor or as a human being. Remember, when someone is, quote unquote, rejecting you, they're not rejecting you. Perhaps they're rejecting the offer or how you presented it, right? They're not rejecting you as a person. And I think that's so important to remember when we're dealing and struggling with this fear. And I want you to focus instead on Think to yourself for a moment. I just want you to reflect on this question. How many times have you gotten a, yes, I'll work with you? We focus on the no so much. So let's flip this around in our brain and tell our brain we're going to focus on the yeses, not the no's. Because remember, a no could simply mean not right now. So it's really important you keep those lines of communication open and ask a lot of questions to understand the client's situation. Think of rejection also as a way to learn and grow. It's important to reflect on when you feel, when you are rejected based on your offer, or perhaps they're moving on with another realtor, it's important to reflect on what went well in that conversation and what can I do better next time? So really think about that because it is an opportunity for us to learn and grow. Build up that confidence, right? Practice your conversations. Maybe you practice on your friends or your family or your dog or cat or your animal. Um, maybe even ask your past clients, hey, I want to run something by you that you feel comfortable you know, talking to them about. And as you work through those objections and conversations, it'll be easier to ask for business. And then I also want you to consider is fear coming up because of something deeper, maybe something from your childhood or another experience. Just remember, it is okay to seek help from a professional counselor or a coach. That's what they're there for. I know I speak in matter-of-fact terms here, and I have dealt with my fair share of rejection over the last 21 years, but it's taken me a long time to be able to face this fear head on. And I just really want you to be mindful as you work through this process for yourself to really evaluate how it's showing up when it's showing up, and just take baby steps little by little, overcoming that fear. Because I promise you, you do not have to live in fear. All right, let's go ahead and move on to not wanting to appear salesy. <laughs> A lot of us feel this way, don't we, when we're asking for the business? We don't want to be, no offense to the car salespeople, but we don't want to be like a car salesman. You're coming on the lot and they're immediately like going after you, right? Um, but as realtors, we worry that asking directly for business may give that appearance, right? That we're more interested in a commission than chasing our client's best interest. So as not to be perceived as salesy, we avoid just asking for business completely. So how can we ask for business without it feeling that way? Let's consider the following. Why don't we approach conversations from an advisor or consultant's role? Remember, you are there to educate and offer your expertise, and the client is leaning on that. You know, when they're asking you about the current market environment and what is happening, it is your job to have that conversation and meet the client where they're at. And make sure you're prioritizing that care, value, and contribution first and foremost. 
Let's work on establishing that no like, and trust factor. I mean, this is crucial to any relationship, especially when you're handling one of the most significant financial transactions for your clients. Focus on the client's needs, not yours. Make sure you're listening and asking those open-ended questions to draw out any objections or concerns they might have. Then make sure you're addressing one by one. Do not just ask for their concerns and just bypass them completely. Make sure you're you're diving in and making sure they're understanding what you're saying. Then, of course, we're going to follow up, right? All clients are not going to be ready to buy, sell, or invest in real estate right now. Uh, So don't push or pressure them. Instead, suggest a follow-up plan. I mean, you can propose, hey, how about I check in with you in three months? Or how about I set you on a drip campaign to keep you updated on market developments? Remember, if you stay client-centered and focused, this takes the pressure off of you. You are not selling real estate. You are helping your clients accomplish their goals and dreams. We're just here to be the guide and protect them along the way. So the last point I want to cover here on why we don't ask for the business is perhaps maybe we lack the confidence. Is that something you've ever experienced? Or maybe you're feeling that way right now because you're in, we're in this shifting market. This can be a significant roadblock for us as realtors, not just new agents, but at all levels. And of course, this can manifest in many different ways, like self-doubt or maybe feelings of inadequacy. You say to yourself, or do you find yourself saying like, I'm just not good enough. So when you lack this confidence, you hesitate to have conversations and then you start questioning your abilities, which causes you to be reluctant to ask for the business. I want to share some steps that I use to overcome my lack of confidence, and I want you to feel empowered so you can approach your business with confidence, and this in turn allows you to unlock that full potential and show up to your clients at the highest level. Now, you're going to probably be skeptical when I say this, and I think I actually talked about this on a previous episode because I was skeptical too, but I can tell you this made a huge difference for me. And this is consider adding positive affirmations into your daily routine. Remember, my coach had me do this every day and I had to send her a picture as well. While it didn't work right away, after about that three-week mark of consistently writing these affirmations, I noticed that change in the way I started to talk to myself. We all talk, we probably talk to ourselves more than anything. And we have to be mindful of what that internal dialogue is. So if you're dealing with lack of confidence and self-doubt, I want you to consider giving this a shot. So I'm going to give you some examples to get you started. Again, I think I even use the phrase, this is not honky tonk. <laughs> like this really, really does work. I promise you just, you've got to give it time just like with anything. So here's some examples. Why don't you say to yourself, I am a knowledgeable and capable realtor, and I have all the skills I need to assist my clients in accomplishing their dreams. How does that one feel? All right, you don't like that one? Here's another. (laughs) I'm confident and capable realtor, and I'm worthy of an amazing and successful real estate business. Okay, you don't like that one? Here's another one. (laughs) I am not defined by my past rejections, and these rejections do not define my worthiness or who I am. Ooh, I like that one. I Here's one more. I approach every client conversation with confidence, knowing that I offer exceptional value. 
So pick something and I want you to write it down every day. I had to write mine 25 times and my hand was hurting. I remember like texting her at 530. My hand is killing me. She's like, keep going. So just this is something I would encourage you to do. The next thing I want you to do to work on your lack of confidence is I want you to focus on celebrating each and every achievement, no matter how small it is. Now, this could be ranging from something big like closing a deal, or maybe it's even just getting a positive feedback like text from a client, or maybe you've learned a new skill or you've tried something new. When you take time to celebrate, this reinforces that you're making those positive steps forward, and this can keep you motivated. This will help counteract that self-doubt and the feeling that you're not good enough. So I really want you to spend time pausing like today and celebrating all you have accomplished. Like this is a great week, great time of year to evaluate what you have accomplished this year. If you haven't met your goal, okay, that's fine. But I'm sure you've made steps and progress and growth along the way. And let's spend time celebrating those. The last thing I want you to do to help with your confidence is I want you to practice visualization. Many successful individuals like athletes, entrepreneurs, actors, and even realtors practice this on a daily basis. When you visualize that interaction with your client and the desired outcome you want, i.e. they decide to hire you, this boosts your confidence and then it makes you feel more confident and then it makes your client feel more confident about how you can serve them. Remember, when you show up as not confident or you have a lack of confidence, the client will feel that energy and they will feel that, how am I going to work with this person when they can't even be confident themselves? They're they're not saying that out loud, of course, but trust me, when I have felt this way throughout my career, I definitely show up in a different way than I do when I'm more confident. Now, keep in mind, building confidence is that ongoing process And this involves challenging constantly that doubt and limiting beliefs because our brain just defaults to that. But by consistently working on the steps I provided, this is going to increase that likelihood of the response, that positive response you want when you ask for the business. All right, let's get into the how now. But a quick disclaimer before we get started. I want to be very clear. I am not representing one script or another. These are suggestions. Some I have heard other agents use, some I have used in my personal business, and some are pretty standard across the industry. Make these your own by adjusting them to match your personality. And then, of course, add that personal touch depending on who your client is and who you're talking to. All right, I've said that. Enough with that. I just had to have that little disclaimer. Now it's time to move on. Now, of course, there's many different ways to ask for business. And this is going to be, this might vary depending on your niche or whether you're sending an email or maybe a text or calling, and even sometimes when you're posting on social media. But for today's episode, we're not going to be talking about niches or anything like that. And I don't, because I don't really want you overthinking this. And I know how my brain goes and I know how a lot of my clients' brains go. We're not overthinking this, right? We're just going to figure out how are we going to communicate what we can offer and how we're going to ask for the business. So let's talk about some different approaches. We're going to talk about the direct approach. And I think we've all heard this one, and I've already said it in this podcast, although I don't communicate it to my clients, and I'll talk to you about that in a moment. Uh, Although, I, like I said, I have said it here. But the phrase is, 
who do you know that wants to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? I think we've all heard that. I can say it in my sleep. I can hear it as a nightmare sometimes, but that's it. This is very clear offer to help. And I know many top producing agents have used this with a lot of success. Now, keep in mind that tone and inflection with anything we say can influence how people receive the message. Now, if you're like me, this direct approach does not work for everyone. As my kids would say, mom, that feels cringy, right? It feels maybe salesy to some people. And like I said, in my 21 years, I can hardly recall ever communicating that to a client. So let's discuss some alternative ways that you can ask for the business. So let's talk about a storytelling approach. So if someone comes to you at a networking event or in the elevator and asks you, what do you do? How would you respond to them? Would you just simply say, I'm a realtor? Because that's what I said for many years. Or would you take the direct approach? I help you know my clients buy, sell, or invest in real estate. But what if you told a story? Like taking the client on a journey. To me, this draws the client in and allows them to visualize themselves in the story and what it would look like to work with you. Here's how you can use a storytelling example, and I'm going to tie it into asking for the business. Now, what I'm going to walk you through is actually an example, and this is a summary of the conversation. And this was actually from one of my most recent agent boot camps when I was going around the room and I was asking for everybody to share why they got the real estate license. And this was one of their responses. Now, for the purposes of telling the story, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak as if I'm her because I just feel it makes more of an impact. So this is her speaking, right? I got into real estate because in my home country, home ownership is impossible. Hardly anyone can afford to own a home. So when I came to the States, I started exploring job opportunities and found out, hey, I could get my real estate license. So I looked into how to become a realtor. And now I want to share my knowledge with everyone back home and help families here in Florida to discover that homeownership is possible for them. And the fact that I get to help someone with that and be part of changing their life means so much to me. I mean, everyone in the class was like so quiet. I mean, actually, I'm getting the chills as I say that as I'm speaking like her. Um, But of course, she did tell it way better. But this is just that summary. Now, of course, the only piece missing in the story is that asking for the business piece, because we still need to kind of wrap it around. Here's the story. Here's what I do in summary. And how does it tie to me as a realtor? So I suggested maybe some things for her to add, which would be like, I would love to be part of your story of owning a home. Is that something you have considered? Just very non-threatening, right? Um, or you could say something like, I cannot believe I get to wake up every day to help my clients own their own homes. Do you know of anyone that has been thinking about buying, but just maybe not sure how to get started? Would you introduce them to me? Right? Non-threatening. Or you could say, I'm committed to making homeownership a reality for everyone I meet. Do you know of anyone that would like to buy, but hasn't? How fun is that? Those are so fun. They just feel so good to me. And I really want you to spend some time thinking about why you got into real estate and perhaps making it into a story for yourself. Perhaps it's because maybe you've had a bad experience with your agent and decided, well, I don't want anybody to have that experience and you got into real estate. I say that because I've heard that from my students. Or you might say, there's an investor 
um, you're an investor and you decided to get your license and now you want to share that financial freedom with others and what it looks like to buy, to invest in real estate in essence. So I'm just going to encourage you to maybe consider the storytelling approach. Okay. So what if that still feels kind of icky? Well, let's, let's figure out some other ways that we can ask for business. And these were actually some of the ones to open up a conversation that I talked about in episode eight, but I'm just going to kind of review them with you right now, just real quick. So you could ask questions like, did you know you could build wealth through real estate? I can show you how. Let's have coffee. And then, or you could say, real estate holds the key to building wealth. Let's meet and I can show you how. Did you know the net worth of a homeowner is 40 times greater than that of a renter? As a renter, you're making someone else wealthy. Let's set up a time to chat. Do you have a plan to build wealth? No, this is what I help my clients with. Let's meet. Or why buying even in our current market is the smartest choice and then give them reasons why. Here are some bonus ones. Again, I went over these in episode eight, but I'm just going to quickly go through them. What questions do you have about our current market that I can answer for you? You could ask that in the public's line, right? What have you heard about our market and what is happening? This is a good question for folks that aren't local. Have you considered keeping your home as an investment property to begin building your real estate portfolio? I recall, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, that you said you had a low interest rate and we could rent your current home for X and you'd actually make X dollars a month. I would love to treat you for coffee this week so we can see what that might look like. I want you to really spend some time evaluating how you're going to ask for business. And I really find that this is the missing link. I was trying to find a good analogy. I just couldn't think of anything as I was writing this episode, but I'm sure there's analogies like, you go to a car sales place and they never close the deal. You're just like, I guess I won't buy a car today, right? Or something like that. So just think about it in terms of when you're experiencing sales with other people, what if they just left you there and never closed the deal or asked for the business? You would probably be uncertain about what to do next. And this could be a reason why your sales are down. You're not making that clear offer to ask for the business and you're missing out on opportunities right there. Just remember, if you're not asking for the business, I guarantee someone else is. Now to end today's episode, I wanna share the approach I've used to sell over $375 million in real estate. And as I mentioned, I don't recall ever really using that direct approach. Um, I just knew early on, it just didn't feel right to me. I, so I've developed a formula for more client-centered principles. So first, we're going to talk about being client-focused. I have always put the client's needs above mine. If they're not ready to buy, I assure them that that's perfectly fine. I'm here to support them whenever they're ready. I mean, I make it very clear that I am on their timeline, not mine. And I've actually had several dozens of clients come back to me seven, even 10 years later. The great thing about these clients is they're not ready to buy, but guess what happened during that time period of the seven to 10 years? They referred me people because they just liked the way I did my business. I decide to take the consultive approach. I ask a lot of questions and actively listen to their needs. And then at the end of the conversation, it's very easy and natural for me to ask for the business because I'm listening to the client and I'm making sure that I'm tailoring 
their experience to what their expectations are. My motto is I chase the relationship, not the commission. Even during, I can recall, even during challenging times like the recession, when we were really living paycheck to paycheck, I never pressured, I never rushed my clients into buying or selling. I never came from a graspy place uh, because I guarantee you the clients would feel it. So just make sure you're focused on the relationship because it will feed you longer and feed you more than chasing that one-time commission. And then I asked two key questions to my clients. What are the three most important attributes you're looking for in the agent you hire? And how can I exceed your expectations and make this the most memorable experience such that I earn the right to be a realtor for life? Oh, I love those questions. That's so fun. I got the chills, actually. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. Listen, real estate is still changing hands. So I hope that in these three episodes, you've been able to identify what's getting in the way for you and you can start taking action today. You are not alone on this journey. If you are struggling, I have a six-week coaching program designed just for you. Make sure you check out the link in the show notes and join today. It is the perfect timing to prepare for 2024. Let's continue to spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by leaving a rating review so we can reach and impact more realtors. I pray that this content today that I shared helps you and your business. Until next time, remember you are worthy of a purposeful, joyful, and abundant life. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of helping realtors grow and scale their business with a sprinkle of faith. You can find any resources referenced in the show notes. Want to learn more about me and my work? You can follow me on Instagram at Vanessa Franz Barnett. But if you are ready now to unlock and unleash your full potential, click on the link in the show notes to join my one-on-one coaching program. See you next week.